Hello everyone, welcome back to the cockpit on 89 The Bridge. I am your host, Colson Rimmer. I'm Nick Harper. I'm Luke Sandmeyer. I'm Griffin Deal. Before we get into the topic of the day, of the night, it's nighttime for all of you listeners. The cockpit is a show where we talk about a lot of things, like uh, exposed wiring. Um, we talk about whole milk. That's a recurring theme. Um, you know, Russian civilian issued gas masks, and uh, you know the occasional the occasional uh, backpacking encounter. Um, Griffin Deal, introduce today's topic. So for today, I'm interested to know what you all think about cars and what cars you would like to drive currently and in the future. Would you rather drive an electric car or? A gasoline-powered car. Okay, okay. What do you guys think? I can kick this one off. Yeah, Griff. Why? So, currently, I'm have to go with gasoline cars because they're just more, they're more way more convenient than electric cars. Right now, it takes like what eight hours to charge them, and like even with the supercharger, now that with the Tesla, it's still going to take a while, and it also costs a lot of money. But I feel like in the future. They might become, like, a lot more efficient and, like, obviously the implications for the environment, they'll be very good for the environment. I mean, what else can I say? Gasoline is terrible for the environment. It's a greenhouse gas. And it's going to ruin our environment if we just keep using those cars and eventually we will have no more oxygen and we will all die out. So that's my answer. I feel like right now gas cars are the way, but in the future when they become more efficient, they become more useful become more powerful they're gonna be able to get some technology out there that will beat the gas cars we have right now yeah right now um like before before i give my opinion on it i'm in environmental science right now so we're learning about you know gas uh greenhouse gases effect on the environment what types of energy is efficient um and actually you know like griff said it's not really viable right now to switch to electric cars um but what is viable is switching to better forms of electricity and power in general. Um, so, so like that's something that we could do before, um, until we find a better alternative to gas-powered cars. Um, you know, uh, solar fields, uh, other you know, um, renewable kinds of energy. You know, uh, hydro, hydro power, uh, turbines, wind turbines, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I would also definitely pick gasoline. Um, you know, because it's gas, and you don't need to charge it, like Griff said, you know, everything he said, also, I don't know what, you know, I don't think anyone here is going to say electric, but if they were, or if there's any listeners that are choosing to go electric for the environmental uh, impact, I don't know if they knew, but um, I think Mercer Island, we get, we, uh, most of our power is for, is non-renewable energy most of our uh our, our uh electricity your electricity is coming from a turbine that is being spun by coal steam or uh you know natural gas uh or not not renewable i think it's like 80 percent. just a heads up if you're gonna buy an electric car well, what is it what do other people think well apparently it actually creates more carbon emissions while manufacturing electric cars. 
and I'm pretty sure a lot of the stuff in their battery is actually harmful to the environment. So all you Tesla fanboys out there, it's not really as good for the environment as you think. Uh, that's just one reason also why gas cars are superior. Of course, you don't have to charge them. They also they just drive nicer. You got that crisp sound when you turn on the engine. Also, just like um, if you have a car that you can rev, that's like really nice to hear and feel. Well, electric cars cannot do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes, the crisp sound of pollutants entering the atmosphere. Ooh, ooh. All right, hot take. Yes. What do you have to well, say? overall, it's kind of, I agree with all of you in a way, but I don't know, it's just keep, keep being to use gas in, uh, as fuel for cars. Eventually, it's not going to work out, but in the short term, it's like, it's been working pretty well, but it is, of course, polluting a lot. So yeah. I think... In the future, uh, electric, electric cars, cars will stuff. take over. Yeah, well, actually, I, yeah but in the long run, those are probably better for the environment. Um, did you know, like, we could be carbon neutral and still drive? Like, if everyone drove gas cars and we cut down on other kinds of carbon output, we could still be carbon neutral um, driving around gas cars as long as we cut down on other kinds of power, like electricity. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't think off the top of my head the other sources of um greenhouse gas but what are we gonna do when there's dudes in the future who can build massive emps and just set those off and everyone drives an electric car <laughs> Nick, you're so they all just die yeah but i there's different people have old cars that don't have that and what? there's just wait actually dude carburetor cars use batteries well just think of it I'm just saying, By that point, if, if you do, if you go all electric, you screw over so true. many people you know, that live off yeah, that for their... Yeah, yeah. Like, think about... I mean, those aren't viable for... Like, dude, okay, so if you... You can't carry electricity with you. Like, I don't think there's really a good way... Like, you know, they have batteries and extra stuff I think they're working on. But if you run out of gas, you got to call a guy who has electricity fueled into his truck and he comes and charges your car for you. Like, who wants to do that? That would be such a waste of time. Just, like, I can carry some gasoline with me if needed. Or, you know, you know, until they get, like, like hydrogen fuel cells or something. Batteries, you know how, whatever their te battery technology is, is horrible right now. It's, it's not good. You, you know how there's, like, charging stations and parking lots? Well, I, like, see people just drive there with, like, their cars and just, like, leave them there overnight. Like, imagine if you don't have one at your house and the nearest one's, like, two miles away yeah. and you, like, live alone. You just have to walk home. Do you know if those cost money to use? I don't think so. Okay, that's kind of cool. Sure. I guess you're not paying for gas, but you're also driving, like, a basically one of those smart refrigerators with a screen on them. Any other thoughts on that topic? Yes. I mean... There's also, like, the implications for the economy as well, because in the future, when, like, you can charge your car, like, really fast at your house, you don't have to pay for, like, gas. Because, like, right now, they got, like, the superchargers, so you got to pay for, like, charging your car. But in the future, like, don't be able to pay for, like, oh, I guess you won't have to pay for, like, charging your car. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to 
make electric car users pay like their gas and their taxes and all of that because they can just charge it for free instead of having to pay for gas, pay for their electricity. They're going to start making you pay for electricity. Not like at your house. Well, actually, I know. You know, did you guys? But even know? then, it increases. You feel in um. Well, you pay for electricity like, yeah, now, but in some countries, I think Australia does this. Uh, it might be New Zealand. When you have solar panels on your house, you're charged for the electricity that they generate. Isn't that weird? Like the, the electricity, like you pay for the solar panels to be installed. They they generate electricity. You use it, but then you still have to pay taxes on top of it isn't that crazy yes that would especially when your country is three-fourths sand three-fourths sand yeah that's true how did all that sand get in the middle of the desert that's what i'm wondering can we get an australian on the show to explain how did all of that sand get from the beaches all the way to the middle of the continent can we also get an explanation if like mad max is really just modern day western australia like that's happening there right now because are there any cities in west western australia i don't think uh, there are there's gas town yeah and i mean that's uh, probably just Citadel? modern day that's not even yeah, that's not an apocalyptic feature. That's just Western Australia. Yeah, well, you know what? If anyone's ever seen Mad Max Fury Road, you remember those sandstorms with the lightning and whatnot? Did you know real-life sands? I thought that was like a, like a feature of the movie. We talked about that on a on the last episode of The Cockpit, actually, uh, Mad Max. But um, did you know when sandstorms occur or dust storms or anything like that where there's a lot of uh, when volcanoes erupt and there's a lot of ash in the air, the particles of sand, ash, or dust they rub together and create static electricity, which can create uh, like simulated lightning. I don't know; if it's not the same thing as real lightning. I don't think, but but you get you get some bolts going. That interesting, right? Yes, yes. If you're Australian, I... call into the cockpit. <laughs> yeah. We, also, uh, we don't have a number yet. We are still waiting for our Greek listeners to call in. We mentioned that like a week or two ago that you guys I should call in. You can. No, you, you aren't. If you're if you're listening to us and you want to you want to be a part of the show, you can email the cockpit yep. at colson dot at gmail dot com. C o l s o n dot r i m m e r at gmail dot com. Email us if you're a Greek, you know, or if you're anyone and you you got a question, you've got a comment. You want to tell us something, you want to give us feedback, let us know how you feel. You want to come on, you know, we need guests. Uh, we haven't had a guest for a while, come on. We, we have though, right? We had we Logan have Jerome. That was a long time ago. That was like, we were always looking for interviews. We've only had one guest. And his name is Logan Jerome. Uh, did, did anyone else bring anything interesting to say today? China, China, China launched like two days, three days ago. Tried to launch like this intern, like this space station rocket thing into space. And as you know, China has a history of their rockets falling back into the atmosphere and crashing on Earth. They're really not good at this thing. Um, So yeah, the latest thing, they launched it up. They're like, hey, we did it. And then it fell 
back into orbit or was already in orbit but fell back into the atmosphere and they didn't know where it was going to land it could have landed on like your house for all you know but thankfully most of it burned up in the atmosphere and it the rest landed in the indian ocean tell your friends in china listening if you got any friends who live in china please use a vpn to listen to our show yes. love some chinese listeners so nick harper is gonna bring us hopefully something that we can repeat future weeks uh the the little known historical event something you might not have heard of nick's gonna break it down for us uh you know it, it, it'll evolve week to week but, but nick's got something interesting for us this week yes so there are many historical events that we don't really learn because uh, people just don't think they're important they're actually very cool and affected a lot of people one of those is the chechen wars a lot of you probably heard of that and as you know chechnya is a region in the caucasus i i can't really pronounce it but you know the caucasus mountain range or that that region you know um so baltic sea yeah pretty much when uh the soviet union kind of was founded actually before that more like kingdom of russia eventually kind of absorbed that area uh, history went on uh, eventually the soviet union came around Wait, and as that chechnya is ethnically muslim yeah yeah so, yeah and russia yeah. russia the entire time is christian. christian up until the soviet and, union. and pretty much when the soviet union pretty much broke apart and then the just kind of modern day russia was formed uh chechnya tried to declare independence but the Russian president, uh, I forget his name, but he really wasn't having it. He wanted to keep that. So he deployed a lot of soldiers into Chechnya and he wanted to pretty much blitzkrieg it to the capital of, I believe it's Gold, Goldsea or something. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing it right. But he tried to do that, but eventually it kind of turned into like a guerrilla warfare Vietnam type place. Yeah, the the Chechens were like guerrillas. They were fighting in like small groups, just hitting the Russians. Uh, when the Russians eventually reached the capital, they were just attacked because the city was still populated with a bunch of civilians. And they already had killed a bunch with airstrikes. And so the Chechens would just blend into the civilians and just attack the Russians. And they were, the Russians suffered a lot of casualties. And so eventually they kind of just left and uh, they tried to sign a peace thing, which they did, but eventually that didn't work out. There was, uh, I don't know much about the second one, but there was a second Chechen war. Uh, the second not, one was the most catastrophic. Yeah. I believe uh, six, uh, what was it, 60,000, 40,000 yeah. Russian troops died. Like um, 200,000 civilians. Yeah, 200,000 Chechen civilians were killed. And also, I think to this day, Chechnya kind of declares themselves independent and Russia keeps out of it, yet they don't recognize uh, their independence because Chechnya is actually really like rich with resources, and yeah. so Russia wants that. Yeah, 
pretty much what happened is that their leader, so they're 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 ba they're independent from Russia. They have they're allowed to govern themselves, but their leader is like he was put into power by um, Vladimir Putin. He's basically like a puppet figure. So they'll pretty much do whatever Russia wants them to do. But he's also he's not he's not on like Titus leash, so he's done some bad things. You know you know there's been some bad things that Chechen have done before and after the uh uh you know breakup of the Soviet Union. Yeah, famous uh. We don't need to mention that. A famous Chechen reference in media. If you ever watch The Sopranos, the the Pine Barrens episode where uh the best episode of The Sopranos. Chris and uh. Paulie get stuck in the woods in the winter after trying to whack this Russian mobster guy who was a soldier back in those wars. And apparently, he killed like ten Chechen rebels. Yeah, and we don't even much, need to go yeah. into the episode. Yeah, you can watch it. It's a good episode. Just Chechens. know this guy. Yeah, this guy was OP because he killed a lot of. Chechens. The Chechens, the Chechens are also known as the bad guys in a lot of movies, so in a lot of Hollywood movies. But we actually have a song that was written during the Chechen War that we're gonna play uh, a short Wait. bit of, thirty seconds of. This is non-copyrighted for everyone's information. This is a folk song made by Russian soldiers. It's called "Don't Tell Mom I'm in Chechnya." Um, we don't have a translation, but. It's about it's about kind of the horrors of war. You know, the Russians were very patriotic about this. You know, this is at a time where the Soviet Union had collapsed and there wasn't really a new Russian state. So they're kinda of just being told the military is just being told, you know, where to go, what to do. They're not passionate, they don't care about Chechnya. They're just doing what the commanders tell them to do. And uh, obviously forty thousand troops died. This is hugely uh, catastrophic for the Russians. So this song kind of uh, wraps that that the whole conflict together, how, how how bad it was for everyone. Have a listen. Forty-five seconds of it. You can look it up on YouTube. It's called "Don't Tell Mom I'm in Chechnya." Well, I think that wraps up the show. Does anyone have anything else to say? Don't forget to vote in the ASB elections. The ASB elections are over. Our president Connor Mulligan has been elected as the ASB president. Don't forget to vote next year, though. Griffin. Is running for office yes. next year. Is that right? Which, wait, which position? All of them. Indeed. 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 That's right, you're in here first on the cockpit. Catch Griffin Deal running for president Every of the United position. States next year. 
every position. He's gonna be mayor. He's gonna be governor. He's gonna be senator. He's gonna be representative. He's gonna be president. I mean, the question should be, what am I not gonna be? He's gonna be the. He's gonna be the king. The king. The chancellor. Well, that's a cockpit. We're wrapping up this week with a thanks for listening uh, and a come back next week because it's a great show and we love when we get listeners. You know, uh, contact the email uh, colson.rimmer at gmail.com if you got questions, concerns, or you want to come on the show. You know, we love interviewing interesting guests. We love anyone to come on the show. You know, we like if you emailed us, we could probably figure something out. Um, thank you for listening, though. We'll be back next week, Fridays at 7 p.m. Have a good night, folks. You're listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge.